0: long time no see. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: okay, so the podcast gods have descended upon us to give us a message to pay some more attention and uh you know, make sure we've got everything technically going correctly because twice in one week with our D&D podcast and with this podcast we had some technical difficulties for the first time on both podcasts. So that's yeah, just our- my
0: audio was bad. We tried this episode already and it was yeah. bad. We
1: recorded <laughs> We recorded yesterday. It was bad. Uh so we're re- It was one of those
0: things where Calvin texted me like, Hey, re-listen <laughs> to that and tell me if you think we should record it. And I was <laughs> really to meant one. <laughs> hey, we're gonna need to re-record
1: it. this, but uh, <laughs> I want you to say it <laughs> And what
0: I actually did was I pressed what? play with Abby next to me and I was like, yeah. Hey, I want a second opinion on this and she just <laughs> Gave me a look. She just like looked at me like <laughs> disgusted, and I was like, "Yeah, it sounds like someone's screaming in a tin can." <laughs>
1: uh, what I've done is gone through both of them and written out the entire transcript of our whole conversation, which we will be. Oh, thank you. Uh, dryly so reading. You'll be holding up the rest a of
0: the sign. <laughs> me to be yes. able to yeah okay I, i've
1: you. got cue Great. cards all written out for uh your lines um so hopefully it'll flow this right. is
0: actually included in that i'm reading a cue card <laughs> right now
1: <laughs> yeah there's a middle finger drawn on one um so well uh i haven't been watching much uh getting into this whole intro section once again uh i have been watching bly manor which actually Yesterday, I said I'd watched everything but one episode and since have finished it. So I've finished Bly Manor, actually.
0: I finished a different thing that I've talked oh. about on this show. Uh, the Boys. Oh, I yeah. I finished yeah, the yeah. season two finale. Hell yeah. It was pretty good. Uh, I think I'm less into it than everybody else. You know what I, I saw
1: mean? Captain Midnight did a video on it. He's a YouTuber. I oh, haven't referenced actually it watched it. But, um, haven't watched that yet. I haven't watched The Boys at all, so I haven't watched his video, but I'm sure he has great things to say about it. So you you feel kind of lukewarm about it?
0: I feel lukewarm, but like when you're in a a pool and it's lukewarm. So it's like, oh, this is nice. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not a bathtub that's lukewarm. So I'm like, oh, it's not quite what I want. (laughs) It is not like it's great. It's it has good superhero action. Mm -hmm. It is uh, commentative on the genre and on. Everything from, like, big business, like Disney, Amazon, to, like, Scientology. And yeah. this season in particular goes down uh, some racial issues, which okay uh, feels a little... It doesn't feel forced, but it feels a little, like... It feels less responsible than it could be. Does that make sense? Sure,
1: yeah. But yeah. that
0: might just be first viewing, thinking I'm watching some throwaway, fun, violent show, and then being dished some stuff you know i might be oh i (laughs) wasn't expecting that yeah um but if you're watching it for violence it might be the most violent show i'm watching other than maybe lovecraft country similarly Uh, though which it's got some uh, violence
1: the most recent episode of lovecraft country kind of felt interesting about the uh the racial commentary in that one too they i mean slight spoilers for you but they go they go back to the tulsa riots and it doesn't I'm so sorry. The Tulsa Massacre as it uh they reference be it in Lovecraft
0: to. Country as the riots yeah, though because right. at the because time that's the what 50s, it was called. That's how they referred to it. But Understandable it's the Tulsa slip-up. Massacre is
1: is how we have uh uh correctly renamed it. But it feels a little bit shoehorned in in order to like make some dramatic commentary and to make people Which is feel really interesting ways.
0: because I I learned a, a lot about and appreciated the way the Tulsa massacres were uh, handled in Watchmen. Yeah. So that's interesting because I've heard people be like, what do you like better, Lovecraft or Watchmen? Which I fucking hate. But at the same time, the right. fact that that's... A, I, I actually haven't watched that episode yet because
1: well, uh, I read
0: a review of it that made me a little scared.
1: Slight spoilers for uh, Lovecraft Country and for Watchmen. First scene in Watchmen, you get this like experience of them... These kids escaping with the help of the parents, the massacre, right? Yep. And you see bits of it, and it's sort of alluded to, and they tell you a lot about the massacre. But the thing about this Lovecraft Country episode is there's a lot of scenes that depict a lot of stuff that feels like they're like, this is a racial-based horror thing, so we're just going to fucking lay it on. And... Oh I don't yeah, know, man. That's what just, made me nervous. Feel... I read a
0: review that someone watched it and felt sickened by it, rather than feeling empowered. Yeah, yeah. that's so. What it been... made me scared to watch it.
1: So yeah, I mean, with Lovecraft Country, I I still think it's a very good show. But um, I think I mentioned a friend of mine. He was just expressing that he thinks the show is. Basically garbage. I think the word he said is garbage. I don't yep, necessarily I've heard think everything
0: that. from garbage to irresponsible right. on the negative end. And on the positive end, I haven't heard a lot of uh responsible or right. important. Just I'm hearing like, a lot of really good. really good and it handles social shit. But like sure. I haven't heard it respond. like you know what I mean by that?
1: It brings up social things, which I think is good for people to be thinking about, and it also puts interesting black characters into genre stories which is very cool and does not happen enough so i think that is done well
0: everyone that i have talked to that feels how we feel about it is white i I should say that right i have i have talked to one person who's black that watches it and they're lukewarm on it right now they're like yeah i don't know um but everyone i talk to that watches it that's white is like
1: Oh my god. Yeah, you know, right. right. When it was like 4 episodes in, I saw a couple different statuses from friends of mine people of color. I think they were both black, but expressing that it was very very good and they really really liked it. Um and everyone unanimously is saying the performances in this show The performances,
0: are the incredible. production value and the yes. cinematography is unmatched on television right now. Yes. There's some uh Decisions made with lighting and color grading, and writing. That, There's some writing and writing yeah. that when I'm as a filmmaker, I am inspired by. Oh, sure. But yeah, the story
1: Ooh. and the subject matter is very hard to. uh You were expressing there were things that you're you're really amazed by, and I was like, and writing, and then you were like, and writing. But the writing, I think, is one of the not as good aspects of the.
0: Okay, show. yeah, that's. I agree, but I didn't want to like. Yes. I didn't. I agree that the writing can't like the writing of uh, scenes are sometimes great. Sure, like ten, the tenseness of a scene. Mm-hmm. Someone wrote that, right? But at the same time, it's usually filmmaking and directing that creates the feelings. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. We might be talking a little bit too long about it because
1: <laughs> you know. But whatever. We don't uh, have a whole lot of authority, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to say on uh, Bly Manor is it's very good. Uh, it's not as good as Hill House. Hill House is fucking incredible from start to finish, in my personal opinion. And Bly Manor is really good for most of it. I really, really enjoyed one of the last episodes with a very lukewarm ending. I was kind of like, okay, it's over now. That's how I, I
0: also, <laughs> now I'm remembering, I also finished Raised by Wolves. Oh, That's yeah. exactly how I felt about that show. Okay. Yeah. It was very, very, it got better there was some stuff towards like the middle end that I was like, "Oh, this is about to get awesome!" And yeah. then the last episode was good, but it left me feeling like that's probably not going to be a show I return to, even though I enjoyed most of it. Sure. Like when I see season two comes out, I'll be like, "Oh, season two's coming out!" Yeah, and then one day I'll be like, "Did I ever watch that?" That's what happened to me with like the show Dark on Netflix. Yeah. Although I'll say that show is fucking rad. I think I my problem with it. that was it's in German, and I don't watch. Yeah the english dub and i have to read it i don't know that's a bad excuse because <laughs> I, I watch a lot read. of foreign films <laughs> that's a dumb excuse especially for me because i i like foreign films yeah, and tv right. but you know i think it was more like mental state wanting to be able to just not focus too much things like the boys are great for that because the show is pretty it's almost dumb you know sure. yeah that's what's fun about it so yeah. yeah
1: well uh i think it's about time to get into our show here you're listening to A New Lens, uh, a podcast made by Gary and I to talk about film and television that we liked as kids through the new lens of adults and amateur filmmakers and spook enthusiasts, as Ooh, it is this spooky month, spooky. and we will not let you forget it. Yes, um, as,
0: as long as we remember,
1: because <laughs> I almost uh, did forget it. We have gotten to Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 2, Episode 13, The Drill.
0: So last time we talked about uh, this episode, we referenced it being like the second part of, you know, the two-part thing. Right. That's um Netflix did, and which now that mad about. You know, yep. Yeah, but now that we're actually starting this, you know, like from the beginning of it, as if this is the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. I do like that it starts like this, like imagining there was a cliffhanger you know it doesn't sure yeah you know it doesn't feel like an unnatural beginning to an episode i guess is what i'm saying it feels like this cool like oh what's happening next you know
1: right The this uh actually got kind of a lukewarm response from people this episode which is interesting because i do think the basic premise of the episode has to do with like basically accomplishing a goal which is sort of different from the previous episodes that we've had where that are very character driven you know yep. and very a
0: lot of story
1: intense you know character driven story and now it's like they have a task I think it's very well written but it's just they have a task and they're accomplishing it so it kind of makes sense that people detached a little bit
0: I think in this format us watching it how we're watching it made me like it more you know I'm watching yeah. it as a singular episode this week you know what right. I mean by that yes and I'm able to like because like part of TV is uh, the, continu- it's like a book, like the continuation of it. It's mm. not like a movie where you just have it's a one-off, you know, each episode. Right. Well, some shows are like, um, you know, Monster of the Week shows can be like that. Sure. So that's, you know, it's easy for me to give Avatar The Last Airbender that feeling, even in the last string of episodes when they were lined up in that emotionally character arc way. Right. That worked still because we yeah. watch it frequently enough. But when it doesn't happen, that works, too, because yeah, sure. we watch it infrequently enough. You know what I <laughs> right,
1: mean? Right. And also, I mean, I mean, it's refreshing to have, like, sort of a big action piece. I'm not I sure. Agree. Th- th- it's like, fun. Most of the, like, really awesome, intense sort of action sequences that we've had in the past several episodes are have, do have that feeling because... They're emotionally driven, and they're like characters coming together in certain ways. Yeah, um, where this
0: is straight up just, we have a scale. team now, let's watch them have yeah, some fun. You right. know, let's watch them kick some ass. I think
1: the last time something, you know, I'd say this is similar to the episode, The Northern Air Temple.
0: Absolutely. Very, it's oh, not yeah.
1: like hugely epic, but it is a big scale, mostly just action-based with some cool inventive... Uh, and its details.
0: And without s- spoiling anything, it's also set up for right. the future of the show.
1: Yes. Um well, let's get into it. Um the course of this episode is simple as we've been alluding to. Ang has seen this drill at the walls of say He comes and gets the gang and brings them to the top of the wall to try and like survey and figure out what's going on. He talks to this general on the top of the uh, of the wall, the outer wall of Bossing Sei, who does not really want to help him, he sends his own team of Earthbenders to combat this drill, who are pretty ineffective and get taken down by who we learn are in charge of this drill, the the trio of uh, Azula, Tylee, and Mei, and Tylee chi blocks them and incapacitates the army, and so they end up do needing Ang and the gang to uh, make a sort of covert operation to get inside the drill and try and take it down from the inside, which they do. At the same time, we have the storyline of Zuko and Iroh making their way into, through the walls of the city, and Jet interacting with them and trying to get uh, Zuko on his side into his team of freedom fighters, and a pretty large event setting off. uh, That sort of storyline occurs. Um, Aang and the gang uh accomplish uh their goals sequentially figuring things out as they go and there's sort of a final showdown with Azula and Ang on top of the drill at the end of the episode that's about uh that's about that's about all i think there the first shot we get here <laughs> i just love we see these tanks that we've seen before in the northern air temple uh, establishing
0: you know these are by. big ass tanks yeah. you know
1: oh shit and then we see like the bottom third of the front of this drill behind them and then it zooms out and it's like
0: oh it's huge <laughs> i remember in our uh original recording you yeah. compared it to star wars and i love that it right. really does first feel shot. like the uh the little the ship flies by big yep ship. little ship big ship yeah. and uh This is especially menacing because we know what those tanks can do. Right. Like they can't remember how hard it was for them to take them out. And then like they'd flip them and they'd keep going and they could shoot out harpoons. And it's just like Mm -hmm. we know how technically uh, skilled the Fire Nation is when it comes to building weapons of war. And this is like, oh, man, it's not just that it's so big. It's like who knows what it could do if these things can do that. And it's so hard to stop these things. Right. Well, I mean, it's and, hopeless. Yeah. You know?
1: And I think they do a really good job of slowly revealing the layers of this technological achievement by the Fire Absolutely. Nation. Absolutely, And totally. the first of which is the way it moves along. This sort of worming, like snaking along. Pushing one section of it forward. Shooting some spikes into the ground. Which remind me of the uh, when we worked for Cars Tree yes. Service the summer after high school. You know, if you've ever seen one of those, like, cherry picker trucks where they have a crane with a, you know, bucket <laughs> with a guy with a with chainsaw like a guy in it. it, the truck always has these, you know, these stability poles. They're like these... legs. Yeah. They're like, like two legs that <laughs> yeah. stick out. Um, these braces. They're called braces, yeah. right? That's what that would be. But, you yeah. know, so, so the truck don't tip over. But, um, yeah, they, they drive into the ground at an angle, giving it, you know, traction to move forward which uh is just very cool it makes a lot of sense it's also like they're fairly far from the water now how long did they how long have they just been like inching along this desert outside yeah, of the yeah cuz we Day? know
0: from earlier in the last episode uh that you know they were talking about how the fire nation is doing something or they're like hiding something well i forgot right. what the line was but right, they basically yeah. were alluding to this mm-hmm. but yeah it was far away and right. this thing is moving slow. Yeah. So, in uh, in my head, and I don't mean to criticize, Bossing say because they are the impenetrable city. So I can see why they wouldn't do this, thinking that oh, well, we're fine. Mm-hmm. But I would just have like watchtowers like a mile away. You know, like a watchtower out here and a watchtower just yeah, or even I don't know. How did nobody see this? How did Aang? <laughs> yeah. Well, ma-
1: maybe they did, but their attempts to stop it were as ineffectual. You're right, because that general, general was very episode. clearly
0: not right. the guy who should have been yeah. protecting um, the wall.
1: So, one thing about the design of this, though, is the the command center. Like, being huh. lifted up on the... Because, like, like, at
0: first, for the first second, you're like, oh, cool. It's like a... And then right. it just... And then like, it just, like... <laughs>
1: yeah, it's so tall. But also, the way it comes up, like, it goes so fast, it kind of, like, flings them up. You know what I mean? The, the, the way this Imagine them in is, there. like, up out of it. It's, like, swinging them up. I don't know. It's just... They probably all to put
0: seatbelts on just to do it. You yeah.
1: Know? And why do they need to be up that high?
0: Yeah, because it's not like that can see over the wall. The wall is like a mile up. Right. It's a power thing, you know. Azula just wants yeah. to be as high up as she can be. <laughs> right. And she is like even inside of this room, she's still like on a pedestal on right. a big chair. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. And then so the guy that is like the uh, this this guy we've seen before. Yeah. Uh,
1: With this trio is uh, she names him War Minister Chin. Uh, and we've met this character before in the Northern Air Temple. That, that episode, uh, he's voiced by Christopher Tabori. And this war minister, Chin, appears in that episode. He's the one that arrives uh, at the Northern Air Temple that Ang gets super pissed at and like whips the door closed on him.
0: Okay, let's be real then. You saying that this is an episode that feels like that episode. Yeah. I mean... That makes this That I mean, that's perp- it's like a sequel, you know? Yeah. And it's and like also, when you're listening to an album and, and it has like a reprise. Oh you yeah, know? This yeah, is yeah. like his reprise. We I haven't don't know. seen I've, these
1: tanks since then either, have we? I don't think so. Uh Tank Time reprise. You know, and it's clear that <laughs> This like, time it's a drill.
0: <laughs> and now we get a better idea too of like what that guy's role was at the time. Like right. he was going and getting weapons from um I forget his name. The inventor is what we we'll yeah, call him. Right, right. And uh I think
1: he's even like listed as the mechanist in the episode. Yeah, with, you're like, right, the mechanist.
0: I like that better. Um and in my head when I'm watching that episode I'm thinking like oh, he's probably doing this for like one faction of Fire Nation troops. Kind of like how in the the prison it feels like they're, you know, helping with the, just the coal uh mm-hmm. the coal right. mining area or whatever. Yeah. Or like in um, a f- there's an episode in the future where there's a similar thing where where there's a fire nation like not building but like a factory type thing, mm-hmm. and that affects something. And right. and this is what I thought that was too. Like this guy is just like one of many of these guys, and they've ha- they have a ton of inventors around the world creating things. But now we realize like this is the man. Yeah. he's the dude who mm-hmm. invents the weapons. So like any weapon we see, I bet any even the ship newer ship designs, the newer armor designs i mean specifically I bet he's, war weapons too he's yes. a war
1: minister yeah
0: you know so i bet he is like right there when they're designing that stuff which mm-hmm. is cool now that they established that it could just be a faceless character but uh it yeah. gives it I, it also gives like this machine i don't even know how to explain it but it makes me feel like a connection with it almost like an animal like he's created this machine and he sure. has like a connection to it and yeah. like i do too because we know him sure it's not just some fucking tank you know it's yeah. like this it's this dude's technical marvel and he he when he's talking about it is so proud of his achievement right yeah he,
1: he yeah he boasts about it i i didn't write down that specific line but he's like you know look at this massive achievement they they see these earthbenders uh Coming at them to try and combat them, and uh, Azula sends May and Ty Lee out. May has her snarky, like, finally, something to do. It's like, yeah, something go kill earthbenders. What? <laughs> also, Goddamn, like, you're 16, she could
0: just do stuff. Like, why is yeah. she choosing not to do things? <laughs> right. You
1: know, it's because she's a teenager, teenage, yep. uh, teenage wasteland. Um, I don't know. That's nothing. Uh, we cut back over to yeah, yeah, <laughs> these. Uh, <laughs> uh, we cut back over to Ang and the gang, and it breaks my heart to hear uh, Ying, this woman uh, who just had her oh. baby, say, "We made it to Bossing Say, and we're still not safe." Oh, oh man! You just feel for them, having seen. And even if through.
0: you feel like no, like you will be like we as an audience hope that ang and the gang are gonna f- make it safe for her right but she feels that way and you feel it i don't know like no matter what she still feels that way and, and i think it's a lot to do with that um voice actress being so
1: kim my uh, guest yeah
0: yeah being so good at emoting without it feeling uh
1: <laughs> right. you know yes.
0: it feels very real yes. it's good voice
1: acting yeah
0: um and then we meet the team oh by the way i think we met them earlier when when the general sent them out to fight the uh the drill right or is it after but they're called the terra team yeah and saka particularly likes this team name and i don't know why but i just i i really like that about saka him being
1: just like Terra team he I likes like that you know he likes things <laughs> you know what i mean like i yeah, think a lot he of likes people shopping would, and yeah i think you get what i mean by that but he's like you know he likes names for stuff or like a pipe or like i'm doing this shtick you know he's like yes he likes he's a thing devoting guy. to things yeah yes um, you're so right but they meet this general general sung who tells them the Terra team has it uh covered and he boasts about Ba Singsei, you know, the impenetrable city. He says, it's not called Na Say; That means penetrable city. <laughs> um and it actually is uh written throughout a couple places. There's actual Chinese symbols which say welcome to Ba Singsei, and the symbols for Ba Singsei uh mean perpetually strong city. So that actually is uh translated from Chinese. I believe and you say it, Ba Singsei. Um Which is just a little bit interesting, another sort of cultural influence uh, from this show, uh, directly uh, inserted.
0: Which I wanted to actually talk about right now. Uh, Have you noticed that sometimes it seems like characters just understand Chinese on this show? They don't Hmm. speak it, though. Everyone speaks, like, what I would... I call the the language in shows like this common tongue, because they're in a fantasy world. Yeah. yeah, they're in a fantasy world, and we understand them because English is the language we understand. You speak the
1: common tongue. They say that in Lord but of the, the Rings, too. It's it's sort of a yeah. standard, yeah.
0: It's it's just a way to establish that, you know? And uh, I like to think that maybe even just Toph or, you know, some kids who had, like, uh, more educational uh, upbringings. Because I feel like Sokka and Katara probably spent most of their childhoods, like, literally taking care of everyone. Sokka being like the war guy for their whole crew for their whole tribe and Katara basically being a mother figure for a bunch of kids mm-hmm. but there are moments I think that like people know what certain words mean when they say them I've noticed it in the past I, I, I can't name a specific example but like this isn't the first time where Chinese is a thing that is just like yeah that's what yeah, this means. Used. You they, know what I mean by that?
1: That's the writing that they use I believe whenever you see writing in the shows they they write in Chinese. What do you call that? Characters. Characters, yeah. Yeah, no, I I I agree. I think that's very cool. Um we cut over to the Terra team now we see and I love the way they like ride earth like a wave, you know, like create this wave out of earth that they ride up. They shoot these spikes into the side of the drill. And that it just doesn't work It at feels.
0: All. It doesn't even feel like it tries. Like, to me, whenever that scene happens, it feels like as soon as it touches the tank, it's just like, oh. It just
1: stops. You know what it I mean? It just comes right up to it and <clears throat> stops. And then as soon as the, the drill moves, it just crumbles apart. You know, I wish they could at least try. I, they can't, though, because it's metal
0: and they're fighting it with earth. They yeah, can't make right. their the earth that they are bending dense enough. To penetrate it.
1: Yeah. They're not making a whole lot of headway even without being interrupted. But they are uh, by Tylee and May, And Tylee specifically takes these guys down. And uh, my thought from before, which is like, oh, you're going to go kill them? Is like, no, she's just going to incapacitate them and make them useless by taking away their bending. Chi-blocking them.
0: And I feel like that is a very interesting dynamic that Azula has created. Like, Mm -hmm. Azula knows that these are the two most skilled people she can have on her team because they're also her friends. Like, she can't get, like, uh, one of the guys from the bow and arrow crew or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, she's not close enough with them to be, like, at any time she can trust them and tell them what to do. But both of these people we're starting to get the idea, are not killers. They're not like Azula. Like, if Azula was out there, she would be shooting fire blasts at their face. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right, yeah. Where this feels more like they are, yeah, they're incapacitating them. Even May with her spikes, it doesn't feel like, I mean, yes, if, if the right, if the guy, if the wrong earthbender didn't block the right way, he would be getting a bunch of spikes to the face, yeah. But yeah. it almost feels like maybe she's aiming for his clothes, and she's gonna right. attach him to the ground. Or, I th- I like to think that these are two people who morally fall on a slightly yes. different oh. uh, er- end of the compass. I you think know? that's
1: already clear. Um,
0: Which is an interesting dynamic to make them the the trio and her the leader of that trio. You absolutely, know?
1: yeah. Um, with his army taken out, we have this goofy little thing with the the. This general (laughs) sliding cartoonishly over to Aang. Uh, And they're like, I bet you want him to help you now. And he's like, yes, please. Uh, Good (laughs) goofy moment by uh, Barry Denon, the voice of... Is there a moment
0: in there where Sokka like slaps him in the face? I remember there being a moment where Sokka is like, get yourself together. And I wrote, because I just wrote down, did Sokka just slap a (laughs) war general in the face? (laughs) Because when you think about that, like that war yeah, general, if God. he was slapping the wrong one, could have just been like, and right. just like crushed, <laughs> just crushed it, crushed you know? Him, yeah, oh, I love man. it. Saka,
1: he looks at people as people, and yeah, he's real right. with them, mm-hmm. you know. He, every, everybody kind of looks to him as uh, the idea guy. And he's like, "When did Which I become awesome the now. idea guy?" But uh, you it's are true. Now. It's like you are. Like you've you weren't you to be you that. became that throughout yes. the course of the show, right? Um, I love it. And and then uh they say he's the complaining guy and he's like, I don't have as much of a problem with that. Uh which is like cause it's true. a mind fuck for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I wait, mean, wouldn't yeah. you complain about that though? <laughs> right. Uh so this is the first time we switch over to Zuko and Iroh at the entrance of Bossing, say. Uh you know, they made their way through the ferry and now they're trying to get into the city. Uh, and it makes sense they're having troubles at this like customs basically, uh, you know because they're using yeah. fake names. Mr. Lee and Mo- uh, Mushi uh, as they pronounce them, which were names that they came up with in in the episode uh, I believe it was Cave of Two lovers actually where when they encounter yeah, um, uh, Song The young woman in her character's mother. name Song. yeah yeah uh, and she actually uh, looked it up. She is actually also voiced by Kim My Guest, the uh, oh, wow. woman who plays Ying, uh, who had her baby. So.
0: so important to have those characters uh, resonate their emotions well? Yeah, and they've got the right, right actress to do it.
1: And actually, right here, there's another repeat voice actor, which is dope. They're like, you know, in the last episode and it and this episode, they're bringing characters back and weaving a whole larger world that makes feels very sad. Yeah, they don't
0: keep adding characters to make the world seem big. They bring them back to make the world seem small. Right. You know, I love I love that feeling because that's what the world is.
1: Yeah, this isn't the same character, but it is the same voice actor. Uh, I know you recognize that voice of the woman who's running the customs and stamping and flirting with Iro. <laughs> uh, she's played by Roberta Farkas, who voiced uh, the leader of the Zhang tribe in the worst episode of the show, "The Great Divide." <laughs> <laughs> you Zhangs, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, or is she the Zhang? You're pretty easy on the eyes yourself, you know. Wow, it's totally yeah. it's it's totally her. Uh, which is cool. I just like they, they, they also repeat, you know, give people who have treated them well and who have given a good performance, they, they bring them back. So And nice. I'm
0: really glad about that one because it's a not a very highly receptive episode. And she right? brings, yeah, she that's gotta, a lot to bring to that, you know. Yeah. So being able to bring something to an episode, uh, which is unfortunately another one that's not super highly. But to <laughs> yeah. us, this is one that we right. like more. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> So I hope, uh, <laughs> Roberta Farkas, you get some satisfaction out of that. But two dudes <laughs> thought uh, this uh, this one was good. Um, <laughs> and we uh, we cut over and we see Jet, who he met on the uh, on the ferry over and had that experience, you know, stealing the food and redistributing it with him. But he's saying Jet is saying how Lee would make a good freedom fighter. Um, and you, you, what you think he got those scars from a waterbender, which is like people scarred by the fire nation. He instantly like resonates with that because he's been emotionally scarred by the fire nation. I, I, I just think that's really interesting. Um, and I
0: like that he doesn't have scars. I know that. Yeah. Right. I, I like that. They don't make that the thing that people who have been affected by the fire nation. Right. Have a scar. Yes. You know, we've seen some, uh, and then there's someone like Katara who's affected by it, by the mm-hmm. fact that she's like always thinking about her mother. You know what I mean? And, in Jet's case he's affected by it by it literally changing his like morals
1: right and and they're bringing direct attention to exactly what you're talking about there with uh the fact that you know he assumes that because he has the scar but Zuko's the Fire Nation prince uh so yep. uh you know you never know you never know don't judge a book by its god cover um but he Jet gets some pushback from his uh companion Smellerbee or, you know, one of the three uh, people in this group who said, you know, I thought we were going straight now, which it's clear how they've been affected since afterwards. And it seems like they've been trying to go more straight. But Jet got a taste of, you know, yeah. being rebellious. And he
0: he when he found an opportunity on that ship and took it, mm-hmm. he realized that this is still like totally he, what he's he in.
1: Cracked that door in his mind open again. I think this is mm-hmm. you know it's it's just interesting, and I love that I
0: love that his friends are trying to close it, yes, totally like, jet no this and and we get long shot, just
1: yep, I can respect that <laughs> and uh i I love that long shot, you know they they've made a joke out of it twice now that he you know doesn't speak, but it's also extremely effective, and watching i I think that's something that, as a kid, I was like. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, he's someone who doesn't talk. But now I'm like, he is someone that has such a deep understanding with these people that he doesn't need to say anything. And in both those circumstances, it has made sense, actually. Like when, you know, Smeller yes. B was misgendered and, and he all he had to do was like look and she understood what he meant by it. At this point, he just has to give like kind of a quizzical look at them. And Jet <laughs> just says, I can respect that. And it's like, yeah. You know I love exactly the way Jet means.
0: responds too. I feel like it's a little, it is a little bit more growth in his voice. You know what I mean? He does kind of yeah. respect it. It's not like, I don't know. I feel like Jet from the Jet episode wouldn't like
1: what uh, Longshot had to not say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. We cut back over to Katara trying to heal these people. And we we get a definition of sort of some of the rules of bending that she can heal people but she cannot solve chi blocking uh which yeah because we
0: see her try and then this guy can kind of like lift his hand and flex his fist Mm -hmm. but he's clearly not he can't get up he's not fine you know she just kind of like eases i what i think she's doing there is easing the muscle ache but not flowing the chi yeah right
1: right yeah and they talk about chi blocking and say it takes you down from the inside. Uh, using pressure points and that's what gives Sokka the idea um, because he's someone who works with things that are given to him you know
0: it's cool too it's something it's like, we've it's, watched him it's progress. not yes it's something we've watched I love that he's not someone who. It's just like, like the rotten eggs in
1: his head right exactly him, like that him
0: realizing that they're trying to find these rotten eggs made him get that idea right it's very he similar Just
1: come up with a huge plan out of nowhere and he was inspired by the things around him which is part of what makes Sokka such a interesting and compelling character
0: and an important part of the group
1: yeah right uh so he has this idea he has a plan and they go down to the base of the wall Toph creates some cover for them with this huge dust cloud uh and they get close to it she creates a little hole that they go down that inside. that feels
0: like a Toph move whenever she does that the dust cloud
1: oh yeah the way she like
0: you know, it's so she tough because she's done Bandit it like three times. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, totally. I love the comment. <laughs> Sokka's like, "Ah, it's so dark, I can't see a thing." Toph's like, "Yeah, that must be horrible." <laughs> uh, they come- and it's
0: cool that it's dark because we don't we. I don't know. Like another show might show like like the cut in half view of sure. them under the ground and seeing like right. the dirt but we don't even know what it like i don't know yeah, it's just kind of cool don't see it that she, yeah yeah i don't know i love that
1: um and also it you know further Gives us information on what's going on when Earthbenders do that. Like a couple times, we've seen people go underground. Like when Boomy just you know pops up somewhere else, or yeah, and that Avatar makes me state, realize that Katara under underground and then was like, yeah, she, was she might have just time. been
0: in like a little a pocket space, yeah. yeah, right. And it also is making me realize that Toph being able to move and know where things are, even though she's blind, like using Earthbending. Mm-hmm. It's not an earthbender trait; it's a toph trait. Right. So, if an earthbender were blinded, they wouldn't just be able to do what toph does. Yeah, right. So that's making me realize how fucking impressive it is that boomy did that. Oh, yeah. When he yeah, fell into true. the ground and then ended up finding his way all the way up to there, what? It's not like he had a flashlight under there. Yeah, or he, right. he had a map in his head of exactly yeah. how far so to move. He just he has probably, that great. I a bet sense he of is earth. like that. Yeah, I bet he's similar to toph. I bet he yeah. could fight toff blindfolded
1: it probably you know yeah um they come back up out of the hole underneath the drill and they quickly find this opening in the bottom of it i love the way that ang hangs from his feet and like flips Sokka and katara up uh into the drill toff says she's gonna stay outside because she can't bend in there anyway because it's made of complete uh metal um and she says she's just gonna try and slow it down from out here uh, she sort of brings a big, you know, rock into it to try and slow one
0: it. One small, <laughs> she's an, what is she, 12 or yeah, 11? Like 12, one 12 right. year old girl definitely did a much better job than the Terra team,
1: you know? Yeah. But also, you know, nobody expected the Terra team to go underneath the drill, you know? I bet there's more vulnerability there as opposed to like the Very slick true. outer shell. So, you know. Very true. I don't know. Um, Sokka gets inside and we see him innovating in the moment again. He takes out his, like, jawbone axe, sword, dope tool thing. And he cuts off a valve of one of these pipes that they're in. And he's like, well, think about it. It's a huge engineering, uh, achievement. They've got to have engineers in here. And when something breaks, an engineer's going to come to fix it. Uh, and he does... Uh, he's just like a big buff shirtless masked dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's like someone from Mad Max. Yeah, right like I uh-huh. he reminds me of like a guy that would be on the on the back of a truck with a guitar or like with like a giant gun in Mad Max, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um and, and he even acts dopey. You know what I mean by that? There's like <laughs> a does. dopiness about him.
1: Uh-huh. And then uh, yeah. Katara freezes the steam around him, <laughs> which I feel like we've seen similar things. But I just oh, I love it so much. It's so cool. She takes all of the steam and just <laughs> and he's because we've solid. seen her.
0: Yeah, because it's 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 not from water to gas or water to ice or ice to. It's skipping the step. Right, she's going straight from steam to ice, which yep. is like holy shit.
1: Uh, he has plans, like uh, you know, in his hand wrapped up. He has, like, diagrams, literally, um, which they steal and run off with. So they achieve that goal, and they'll further plan. But first, we go back over to Iroh and Zuko, who are sitting at this train station. And uh, Iroh, he sees his his one vice in the world (laughs) being sold, T. This man, uh, you know, we've seen him... And he, we see how much it is like a vice because he kind of makes some bad decisions just to enjoy like good tea. In the circumstance, it's like he will never pass up uh, circumstance. And he's
0: done that multiple times. Yeah. He'll like pick a flower that could be
1: deadly right. just to be able to enjoy <laughs> yeah. a cup of tea, and then it was. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but this tea cart goes by. They say, uh, "Come get the the best tea in say. And Iroh gets it, gets a glass of it, and he goes, oh, more like the coldest tea in Bossing, say."
0: And as he's saying that, uh, Zuko and Jet are sitting right next to him having their conversation. Right. I also want to uh, reiterate, because you mentioned it uh, um, when we were talking, that it's jasmine tea, which oh, is yeah. now, we know that this is Iroh's favorite tea. Yeah. And it's just cool. Like, yeah. it makes me want to have nice a cup of jasmine detail. tea. Yeah,
1: that they bring back. Um, but clearly within earshot, he says this, he shouts this more like the coldest tea. Um, but jet brings Zuko aside and basically offers him like, well, join the freedom fighters. And he's like, uh, thanks, but I don't think you want us in your gang. And he pushes further and Zuko says, I said no. And this kind of shocks jet. He's like taken off guard, but then he sees that Iroh is now drinking a steaming hot cup of tea happily. And this shot zoomed into Jet's eyes. Just the shock and fury that you get immediately from from he's
0: now Jet again. Yeah, fully. He 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 has a cause to be furious about. That cracked door just it broke off. It It broke open. Yeah, there's no door at all.
1: Right. Um. We do got to mention.
0: But uh, he collects himself right away, too. Hmm. That's what I love about that shot is he has a moment and then he immediately like looks away so that, yeah. you know, he has like a moment and kind of looks away like, yeah. what should I do about this? And then Zuko sees him have the what should I do about this moment? Right. So Zuko's not 100% sure, but he's like. I think he just saw something. Yeah. What he the turns, are you doing? And then he sees what he saw. Yep. And it's Iroh with the steaming cup of tea. He so he hits it out, it out of, his of his hand. Which leads to, like, my favorite line in this episode. I know you shouldn't cry over spilled <laughs> tea, but... It's, it's just, just so, so sad. <laughs> sad the way he says it's just so sad <laughs> yes. it is it's like he's yeah. about to start crying yeah. and then it cuts to the shot of the tea right. the cup. and it's like a cup made out of leaves and yeah. it's like wow that would have been an awesome cup of tea you can just tell and yeah it is really sad it is
1: <laughs> we cut back over and uh is looking at the diagram of this thing and he notices that uh there's these braces on the outer ring and so he has the idea to try and take out the stability of the braces like cut through and hopefully you know stop the drill so they go and Sokka's like here it is uh we're gonna cut through it and Katara has the like well Ang and I are gonna do all the work and like I get that he is kind of being like all right go ahead but also like come on Katara <laughs> like he can't bend what do you expect yeah yeah what-
0: yeah, he's like, in this in this moment, he's the foreman of the crew. You're the right. crew. Sorry, <laughs> right. but, yeah,
1: you know. Um, well, they cut through it. I love this animation, like how they do the, yeah. the water cutting through these beams. That can't be easy to right. animate that in a way that doesn't,
0: because it needs to still look like metal as right. it's being cut. Yes. And, like, if you're cutting something, it's so easy to make it look, like, uh, I wouldn't even know what material it would look like, but it would look like something else, like wood yeah, or like sure. a,
1: a stone. Or but That's also part they, of the sound design as well. You know, the sound. Exactly. The, like, shing, yeah. shing, shing, which it's very cool that they're utilizing water in this way as well, uh, because uh, the earth clearly did not have much to do against the the metal. But water can, at high enough speed, cut through metal. And actually, uh, little fun fact: we've seen water cut through metal one time before. When and this is actually funny. Um, the way they put it. Uh, so you remember the ending of season one when Ang oh, fuses yeah. with uh, La and becomes the like big and he, like slices on the Avatar wiki, which seems to be mostly official stuff. They call that Koizilla. <laughs> oh my god (laughs) which is (laughs) it's pretty funny but i love that know (laughs) koizilla cuts through metal with water yeah he cuts a ship in half yeah right (laughs) um but so you know we know that's possible and also in the real world with high speed water that's possible they do that but at this rate they're like oh my god they get all the way through one and it just kind of slumps just a little bit and they're like, this is...
0: Yeah, we get the idea, even though we're watching a 20-minute-long show, that that took 20 minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. They're able to, it, with animation, with how tired they look by the end, with How cuts. slow the
1: drill is moving.
0: Yep. You just get the idea that a lot of time has passed, mm-hmm. especially then because we have a moment where... yeah, And Sokka's like, we did it! We mm-hmm. stopped the drill! Yeah. And then we hear over the loudspeakers... We have officially made contact with Bossing, Yeah. Sir. So it's like, okay, and not only now do we know that this would take forever, if we actually did do this plan, there's no point. We'd right. be like halfway through the city, you know, because yeah. it, it took us like this long just, and the drill got, you know, this far. Uh, Yeah, totally. pretty daunting moment for a second there.
1: So they, uh, they don't really know what to do. It feels like a failing moment. Oh, my God. Uh, but Aang has this realization from his teachings with Toph, which is really cool because for several reasons throughout this episode, uh, feel very confident and it's very clear that he has been working with Toph, you know, with training Toph. Yeah, um, yeah, and you're right. It's
0: multiple different things that show that this being one of them.
1: Yeah, and he says, you know, Toff says you don't want to use a hundred percent of your energy energy <laughs> into just one place, and you you want to break your opponent's balance, and then you want to use several points to take them and down. Like as he's saying it, <laughs> just like taking Sokka down as he's describing it, <laughs> and then he like bonks
0: him on the head, yeah. and Sokka just falls. You know, I That's just it's funny. very funny. Um and it's not the first time that Ang isn't this like the second time Ang has showed like using Sokka as an example a demonstration Not always yeah. on purpose though like I think you know I think uh there have been times where Sokka gets hit by a a water bending move or a you know just like a thing cr- in the crossfire and it's yeah. just it's just Sokka but this is a direct one he's like I'm just going to use him as a example dummy
1: but the control center they get word from someone working that uh, they've started to see braces being cut through because they have this plan to just cut through a bit of a lot of them and then strike with one point to take the whole thing down. But the control center gets word. And so this trio goes down to try and stop that Aang and the gang. Um, and <laughs> we get this quick moment of Tai Lee being like, oh, it's the Avatar. And friends, like, kind of flirting with Sokka. And he kind of, like, waves back. Yeah, because last time we saw her, she was
0: all... He was kind of cute, wasn't he? Right, yeah. Uh, But, like, fuck you, Sokka. You just made that connection with Suki. Come
1: on. But also, I mean, like, I don't know. He's
0: a 16-year-old boy. Who's
1: been traveling around the world, meeting mostly adults with his sister and a young boy who's the Avatar. So, like...
0: And the first 16 years of his life, he was the only person his age.
1: So, you know what? I'm going to feel a little little happy for him. Just a little bit. But also, (laughs) Suki. Come on, man. Um... But uh they, they start yeah, he's to... definitely got a type. Uh, yeah that's for sure. True. Uh they start to run away and Katara throws her water pouch to Aang because she's like, you'll need it more. Which is interesting. Just another one of those like, you know, taking specific. It feels like a
0: thing and... that's attached to her. Right. You know? Yes, totally. But
1: it's not. It's a
0: mm-hmm. it's an object that she can hand off.
1: Uh they find the system that the drill has built into it, which I think is a fascinating and smart uh design for this drill like in world and out of world like as far as a way that they can take this down it feels you know all of this feels much more like really looking at plans for what makes sense for the machine that it is and also what would be its weaknesses as opposed to like a death star button that you could just happens, can
0: yeah yeah, like they, they had, it feels like they had two separate people thinking of two, se- like, let's actually think of a drill that would be really hard to beat. Right. Now let's think of how we can beat it.
1: Mm-hmm. So we see these drainage, th- this drain. So we see these drainage pipes, which mix the rock that is being excavated by the front of the drill with water so that it can be more easily transported to the back of the drill and expelled. They jump in. Um, I kind of like this a little bit subversion of expectations or stereotypes, I think, with Ty Lee and May as they're looking at where they've gone through and how, you know, May is more like, I don't care, whatever. And Ty Lee's kind of the more, you know, like flowery, bubbly, effeminate type. And May's the one who's like, I don't want to go in there and get dirty. And Ty Lee just jumps right in. She doesn't care.
0: Yeah, totally. It's like Ty Lee is like, she's either uh, someone who smells of roses or <laughs> smells of circus animals right but both are awesome right you know
1: totally i think she probably does smell like both it, it makes for a more complex right. character than just like a stock sort of personality from what we've seen in media before most shows uh
0: yeah most media but yeah, they right.
1: they get expelled in the uh sokka and katara do from the back of this drill and uh ty lee comes out after them and i love the animation of katara holding all this water back and the sort of because it feels fear of water yeah
0: because you're feeling the water coming towards her and her pushing it like it's yes it's not all her creating this movement right it's a mix of her and the already moving water totally it's very cool and probably very hard to animate and then you know?
1: Sokka also has this realization that it's like, keep that up, because you will build the pressure up throughout the the drill, and it will it'll be ready to pop when Aang...
0: You know, when you think about how much is coming out and how fast, like, right. that's a lot of shit that's building up yeah. quick.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is when we go back over to Aang on top of this drill, and he starts to uh, create, you know, a point like an X in the metal with the water that he has from the water pouch. Um, And he just says, ah, what I would give to be a metal bender right now. It's just interesting, like bringing that concept. Like, yeah, it's been something that's been a blockade in so much of the storyline so far is like metals (laughs) in bendable. Yeah. But uh, Azula shows up and uh, this battle is, it's intense because we've seen, like, you know, multiple people having to take on Azula before in order to hold her back. And now it's just Aang versus her. But also, Aang in the last one was. He's fully awake now. Yeah. Yep. He was, he was exhausted last time. Um, and this and battle's really cool. Think
0: about it. Hmm. This is cool, too. I'm thinking, I'm realizing hmm. this is Aang with a water pouch. With his staff. Yeah. And with rocks falling around him.
1: And he... You know what I mean? Right. He's and, being set up to be able to use all three elements yeah. right now. He also has not... Was not rock bending efficient last time they faced off. So he has yep. this new thing, which actually is mostly... What is effective against her in this battle? Which feels natural because
0: in real life, when you're learning new things, the thing that you're working on now would be the thing you would revert to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean by that? Mm -hmm. Like, of course, he's going to be using, even though he's probably a better waterbender, there's earth around him, a lot of it. Yeah. And that's what he's been practicing the most. So, of course, that's what he's going to utilize.
1: He redirects one of these falling rocks. He... Uh, creates a rock shield in front of him and like punches rocks Ooh. out from the front. Of I it. love
0: when he redirects that rock. You mentioned this before that it's a mix of air bending and earth bending. Right. He yeah. like uses air to slow the
1: fall mm-hmm. and then like pushes it with earth bending. Yeah, totally. Um, but then what Azula gets him with is this like Sonic the Hedgehog spin and blast. Uh, That's
0: exactly that, what it is, too, because it's blue. Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: That bashes him against the wall. Uh, And he falls, like, a little unconscious for a moment. And this is like, oh, shit. Like, at at this moment, we also cut to um, the inside of the wall being broken through. We see these houses that are, or structures at least, that are built on the edge of the wall, like, bulge open and crash away as this drill breaks through the other side. It feels
0: Helm's Deep-ish to Mm, me. Or something out of, like, A Lord of the Rings. Like, there are so many shots throughout the last two movies of like slow motion miniatures being imploded
1: totally just reminds me of that totally and azula lifts ang up and holds her hand out in a way you know she bursts a flame into her hand and holds it in a way that it's clear she's gonna like bash this flame into his face
0: she's going to try to kill him
1: and ang secretly creates uh he comes to he regains his you know control and he creates this rock glove around his hand and he just swiftly moves her hand out of the way um and then he makes this stance (laughs) oh it's so good just
0: it's it's very cool it it It's like Hellboy, you know, like he's like Hellboy in this totally totally. And to me, this is a moment too not just like being like, I'm ready to fight. It's a it's an earthbender stance and he's got uh, an earthbender like weapon on his arm. So he's almost like, try me, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something he wouldn't have done had he not learned from Toph to stand your ground. He would have run away at this point for sure, but he doesn't run away anymore and that's like another earth bending thing he's learned it's not just the bending and the skills it's the fortification he's yes you right. know totally it's fucking awesome
1: they then get interrupted by you know he pushes her back and she runs at him and they get interrupted by this mud spray as the waters and the water and the mud is building up and uh it sprays up and uh across and she slips and just straight up runs into him
0: yeah, this is funny because like they're fighting, I don't know, when this happens, I'm always like, or not, I'm always like, like I've seen this a billion times, but in the moment that this happens, it feels, uh, it turns them both into just regular people on a playing field. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. Like when they're standing there and fighting and they have a distance and like as they get closer, they're close to hand combat. But when they slipped into each other and hit each other, neither of them could actually Do like utilize that? Like it's not like while while she's slipping into him, she could like you know use that to make him. Yeah, no, she just and it's it's great
1: and it's cool. I I loved the shot. Firstly, of them parting different ways, rolling down this circular drill on different sides, um, and the different ways that they handle it. You know, Azula tries to like muscle her way back up. She like stops herself by screeching, like pressing her feet in. And uh, you had pointed out, Ang does it through teamwork. Like Momo comes mm-hmm. down, helps him get Momo a better shows angle, up. and he's able to like he he uses like his arms to like yeah. flap himself, and Momo uses his uh, wings, and right. they both get him back up there. And then, oh, I love this so much—the way he just <sighs> carves this rock. The way like they edit it is so cool. Yes, it's perfect. And also his it's face and the, his stance—it's clear he like he's an earthbender now. Um, yep, and it feels justified because it's also not like. Nothing he's done is crazy insane, but it's also skilled. He's using technique. This, you know? And
0: I think one of the the main skills that Aang has in all bending what what do we th- are we supposed to assume that Toph was like hey if you ever come to a situation where you need to create a giant spike <laughs> right. this is how you do it right. or right. hey if you're fighting someone you can create a wall and right. punch the wall and punch yeah. out ro- sh- fist sized rocks he's using from the it. foundational he's innovative to be yes. able to do this yeah yeah so, and yeah. like anyone else would probably like in um it reminds me of in uh, the very last episode of season 1 when we see master pak who have like someone fight Katara Mm -hmm. and he's like maybe one day you'll be able to fight a sea sponge and it's (laughs) clear that it's because that guy just used the move he learned in class against her and Katara Mm -hmm. innovated yep and Katara and
1: Toph together teaching Aang has helped him with innovation Mm mm-hmm Aang gets this thing in place and he scooters up the wall and throughout this whole section we've got the Theme music of the whole show playing, so you can tell it's a big, indicating to you that it's a big moment, and it it is. He scoots up this wall, air scooters up the wall. He does this turn and blasts himself down from way up high, air bending himself down quicker. Love
0: all the sound design in these moments. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. Um, and as he's getting down to it, Azula jumps back up, and I think it's very important that she misses i don't know how much they address it but she just fucking misses she could hit him there's no reason there's nothing ang necessarily could do in that moment i don't know if he notices or not but he is just going as fast as he can
0: that moment feels like ang even knows that that could happen yeah like he is going for this no matter what yep he is going to do whatever he can to save people and that showed us that he was risking his life yep she didn't miss him because she wasn't skilled enough. She missed him by because of destiny. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Right. He needed to do that. But even so, he was absolutely risking his life because he knew she was still down there, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. It's awesome. I love moments like that in a show where it's not like he sees it and blocks it. No, uh-huh. he just could have totally died there. <laughs> yeah, you know?
1: Right. Um, but he accomplishes it. The drill the damaged braces all slide out of place this drill and the sound design through all of this the way they do the metal the the drill itself like the actual drill bit slowing down and the and like
0: the air like the
1: yeah right you know as things are escaping and also the the mud spraying out and spraying yep. up the wall and but it's
0: not too much. It's not like oh, I'm overwhelmed with all these right, sounds. No. It's like it's done in this cool, specific. like specific. It's it's a buildup to that. Yes, sound you were just talking totally. about. Totally, <laughs> and then once it's done, instead of just a, like it doesn't explode right, like we yes. see in so many other things.
1: And then once it's done, we hear this. Just this dopey version of the Fire Nation theme, like, bree, 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 bree. <laughs> um, which is, I, I just like that so much. Um, and everyone's covered in mud. We get our second to last scene. We cut back and we see just how determined and furious Jet is. And he only has a couple lines in this scene, but I want to commend again Crawford Wilson, the voice actor for Jet. Just the way he says he heated it himself like he knows who this is he, he, he knows this is a firebender he knows that they're infiltrating Bossing Sing Se he's furious and there's no way now that his friends can uh, tell him otherwise even with uh, Smellerby who also great performance by Nika Futterman, probably not saying that right but um tries to talk him out of it but there's no talking out, there's no talking him out of it now and that's where we're left with that storyline uh we do get Iroh sitting down yeah I was gonna say this is to, my uh,
0: maybe my favorite moment of uh Iroh's little storyline here next to Ying um,
1: who just had her baby and just saying oh what a handsome baby
0: and it's also really nice because we get to know that they Ying is on this train trusting Bossing Say now yep you know what I mean? Right. Yes. Like, if things would have gone differently, I don't know what she would have done, but I doubt she would have just gone in, you know? Yeah. She didn't feel safe, but she's there and she's feeling safe. But it's also like, a, oh, man, is she safe? Because if Zuko right. and Iroh can get in and are right next to her, mm-hmm. we, we like Zuko and Iroh right now, but we know that Zuko especially is not just, like, a good guy. Yeah. He's troubled. Right. We want him to, like, get better because it's clear like he is got moral things like that are complicating him that we are wanting him to figure out yep but even so like who knows who else is on this train mm-hmm. you know what I mean yep this is just remaking it makes you realize jets that on the there's train more... we know
1: he's capable yep. of being dangerous and yep is clearly in a state of mind now where we we leave off with him where he he in, is dangerous he is dangerous Our final scene, though, we get uh, Aang and the gang at the top of the wall looking at their accomplishment and Sokka musing on what their team name should be. Uh, Because Terra Team, he was inspired by that. I love that
0: because he's like, like you said, he's a thing guy. So now that he knows that there's another thing he can apply to the group, (laughs) he needs to.
1: Yes. You know, he talks about the fearsome foursome uh, Boomerang, get it? I actually like all of the names he comes up with. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty good. And then, Katara's and then, Ang's not... like, I like that I one. Like, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like ours, the Ang Gang Aang and the Gang, is clearly, clearly the best. But, um, but yeah, that's that's where we get left off. A slight levity to, kind of a lot going on. Um, but a very action based episode. Uh, but we gotta name a kid moment of the week there it's got, good moment of the week i mean i mean if come uh, on again we uh we already decided yesterday i don't think we're changing <laughs> our minds i don't think so it's saka doing the names right i mean it's this final scene of yep of followed Sokka. by a
0: close second of
1: yes please <laughs> yeah yes please <laughs> uh yeah uh i think that's that's uh about all on this uh retry for this episode i hope we didn't allude too much to the last episode and that you still had a good time listening to all of it uh this has been a legendary four production if you want to know more about that or more content that we make you can go to legendary four.com where you can also comment on all of these episodes as well as all of the episodes for our actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, Legendary 4 Adventures. Space vampires. Thank you, Gary. Uh, And you can find all of that in legendary4.com. And please check out the donation links as well in the description of these episodes. Uh, Yeah. I think that's all I've got to say for this one. Looking
0: forward to the next one. That's all I got to say.
1: Oh, yeah oh we got a lot of a lot of good stuff looking coming forward to the,
0: the rest of the show honestly it's yeah. just better and better as it goes and we've got some
1: guests lined up actually um i don't think i'm gonna announce any of those just yet because none of them are in the next couple of episodes but uh we've got some friends who should be hopping on the show so uh and then on the 28th we'll be talking halloween town be sure not to miss that
0: spooky spooky spooky
1: (laughs) i am starting to get a little sick of the word spooky because of myself saying it
0: (laughs) you say it in such a satisfying way that you're satisfied by (laughs) it and that's why it's starting to bug you because you've overloaded your own satisfaction (laughs)
1: it's far too accurate (laughs) well uh I can't even do it. <laughs> Thank all you spooky folks for listening. Uh, I'm Calvin.
0: And I'm Gary. This has been a New Lens.
1: It's just so sad. <laughs> <laughs>